Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. Well, hey, glad you're here. Y'all ready for this? I know I'm ready for this. I know Julia is ready for this. Hey, everyone. <laughs> so I invited Julia on, especially at this point, this juncture in our year, because this is the time of year as of recording this when we're thinking of goals for the new year. Uh, and whether or not you're listening to this near the new year, whatever, if you're planning on doing goals for your YouTube channel on what you're doing for the coming rolling 12 months, whatever it is, I wanted to talk about it. And especially I wanted to get Julia's insights on this because um, I don't know how many of you listening to this knew this, but before Julia joined the team, she was already doing a lot of productivity uh, and and that kind of thing. I mean, you could explain it better than I could, right? <laughs> so uh, I'm super excited to have an open discussion on what it could look like for you listening to this as you're preparing and you're setting goals for the new year or whatever you're doing for growing your YouTube channel. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Be interesting. <laughs> this is good. Okay, so first question we were having is, well, actually, I wanted to bring this up with you first because I feel like it kind of forms a framework for what we're going to discuss here. You were mentioning, Julia, before we were we sat down, we hit record on this, that there's kind of two different ways of looking at goals, input versus output. Mm -hmm. um, could you explain a bit more on what, what that means? Yeah. So with YouTube, for example, an input goal would be something you have basically complete control over, aside from maybe getting sick or something, like how often you record. And then an output goal is something that you have little control over, at least very indirect control, like the result of that goal. So what your average view duration is or how many subscribers you get or how much money you make. Okay. Okay. And I think this was something that I had. It's so funny because you say it like that. It's, well, duh, you know, it's <laughs> straightforward. It's kind of simple, but I'm speaking genuinely honest to goodness. I had the hardest time with this for the longest time. I think it's because I'm naturally a more uh, uh, what do you say, the visionary personality type where I have these big ideas and I think, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And so I would set what I thought were goals. In this case, let's say I have a YouTube channel and I say, yeah, I'm going to get 100,000 subscribers this year. Uh, and the, I thought these were goals. Like I'm going to gain 100,000 subscribers. I'm going to start making, uh, let's say, $6,000 a month from my YouTube channel. And I'm going to get an average view percentage of 65%, 70%. Well, just say something like yeah. that. And I thought those were goals. And then maybe I would even go so far as to say, okay, yeah, so in order to do that, yeah, I need to publish videos. Yeah, yeah, I, right. I need to do that. But what you're saying is there's a difference. Right. And I think another common misconception is that one is correct and one is incorrect. That might be true for certain personalities. One might be much more beneficial for certain personalities, but I think often uh, different ones work well for different people. Some people thrive better on output goals and um, sometimes a combination is really helpful. I'd say typically the error is that people go for too much of the output goals and not enough input, but not always. And if you're just deciding I'm going to grind and I'm just going to publish a video every day and the habit is what matters, um, that, that can backfire. And I think it can also make it really boring too. Yeah, and you don't stick with it. So there's the two sides of it. I hadn't thought of it from that way because I'm yeah. learning while we're while we're talking here. I I did have after from my own experience, which I'll get into a bit more later on in our discussion. Uh, I I think I did. I genuinely had the mindset that it was bad to think of goals as as outputs. Mm -hmm. But you're telling me that that's not the way that 
It is. Yeah, I think that's more commonly the mistake. Uh-huh. But no, not necessarily. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is funny. See, I didn't even, I had never thought of it that way before. This is good. Uh, okay, so, so there's two, two ways of, of doing goals. Mm-hmm. Input, like, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to record this video. I'm going to edit this video. I'm going to publish this video. That's things that you mostly have control over. Uh, and output being the results of those inputs, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love that you brought up this, the opposite extreme, where I was the extreme of, I'm going to do these massive, really awesome things, outputs, but the opposite extreme is, I am for sure, do or die, going to publish three videos a week. Like that's a, an yep. example mm-hmm. of an input goal that also may not be as successful if not approached correctly. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, yep. Love that. That's really good. Okay, so with that then, um, I wanted to, so, so I, th- I feel like it's fairly self-explanatory. Correct me if I'm wrong here. It's fairly self-explanatory. When we're setting goals to to understand what's, a, what's something you can control and input and something you can't necessarily control, right? So audience results, subscriber gain, uh, view counts, revenue amount, those are things that are out- outputs, yep. right? Inputs are things that to a degree you can directly control what you do, the effort you do. It's the classic piano, you know, example, you can practice each day, right? So with building a YouTube channel, you can practice each day, you can acquire new skill sets, you can produce videos. Yeah. Yeah. So when when we're setting goals, what kind of goals should we be setting? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that in the short term, input goals are really helpful. um, But it's more dangerous to have long term input goals especially the more specific they get, right? So if you say like, I, I'm i going to publish once a week, you might decide in six months that what's actually more strategically beneficial for your channel is to publish once a month and have longer videos or more thought out videos or something. Um, but that's also really dangerous because you, it's hard to tell if you're getting lazy or if you are you know, actually making a strategic decision. And so I think what's helpful is to have an endpoint and kind of stick to that endpoint no matter what, so that you get used to um, trusting yourself that if I say I'm going to follow through on something, I'm going to follow through on it. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Yeah, no, I love what you're saying. Keep going. Um, So, you know, you trust yourself because I said that for one month, maybe, maybe it's really short. Maybe it's one month. I am going to publish every single week. Um, And then, you've kept that promise to yourself. You have a clear day of when you are going to reevaluate. And so it won't just be a moment of weakness where you're like, Oh, you know what? I think, I think it'd be better for my channel if I publish once a month, you know, (laughs) I can relate with that. Raise my hand. right here. Right, me too. (laughs) So I think, um, just deciding with yourself when you're going to reevaluate. So it's not in a moment of weakness. Um, but also keep those timeframes pretty short, maybe even shorter than you feel like you should because Mm. your success chance goes up. Oh, no, I, that is, man, so I'm connecting so many dots here. That makes so much sense. So uh, output goals, should those be longer term? Um, I think it's less risky. So if I say like in this next year, I want to gain, I'll, I'll try to, what did I actually set here? (laughs) I'm trying to remember (laughs) what I actually said. I'll just say an example. Let's say this coming year, I want to gain 100,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the output goal is by the end of next year, as of recording this, which is about 13 months, right? Yeah. Um, is that the kind of situation you would you would recommend doing 
Like, is that how you would recommend doing it? Yeah, definitely. Or um, maybe some short-term output goals and also some short or long-term output goals. But mm. I, yeah, I don't think that there's much wrong with having long-term output goals. The biggest risk is probably, at least in my experience personally, I feel like I get discouraged if I feel like after some time I'm not going to reach that longer-term uh, one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one little guardrail around that is thinking of it in terms of percentages. So if you're like, well, especially with something like YouTube, right, where it's so exponential, uh-huh. you don't want to say like, well, I want 12,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So that means I need 1,000 in January and 1,000. Like that's going to yeah. get discouraging real fast. You would want to try to do percentages probably for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so give an example of percentages. What, what do you mean there? Um, like, you know, this month I had so many subscribers or, you know, average view count on videos or whatever metric you want to use. And then by February, I want to increase that 10% by May. And it wouldn't have to be 10% each month. It could be, you know, 5% the first month, 10% the next, however you want to work that out. No, I like that. I had not thought of it doing that way. We we should experiment with doing that uh, with our channels. That that's a really good point there. So so if, if it's all right, I'd like to mm-hmm. share kind of a personal experience I've been having with setting goals since it's been top of mind for me right yeah. now as of recording this. So based on my previous experience of setting what I thought were input goals that were actually output goals that were just not really achievable, um, the opposite was, so you've heard of, what's it, the SMART goal setting mm-hmm. system, uh, specific, measurable, achievable, I don't remember what else, it was an acronym, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And that, I tried doing that one. That didn't do as well for me because it didn't feel exciting enough. Mm. (laughs) It was like, I just engineered the heck out of it and it just wasn't fun for me anymore. So personally, what I've been discovering that's been working for me and for you listening to this, uh, you might consider doing something like this. And we're going to give several suggestions that we discussed before recording uh, while we're doing this. But for me, I've decided to set I wrote down a big old list of all of the things that would be cool, that were output type of thing, like things that excited me, not just output. I should say there was probably some input ones on the list, but I just wrote down a big old list of things. I said, these would be really cool if we had these. And then um, I said, okay, what are the ones that move the needle the most for my goals with the business and that kind of thing? What are the ones that are still exciting, but they move the needle the most. And from there, I narrowed it down. Then I had discussions with, with team members that said, okay, so what are the, what are the top ones? Mm-hmm. And I actually picked two things that are kind of, uh, what I say, output style of goals. And from there, then I'm excited about these. I think these are great ideas. I want to accomplish them. I think they're, yeah, I'll be super excited when they happen. But then from there, I was able to say, okay, now uh, what are the efforts to accomplish that? And Right now, at least, my short-term input goal is to monthly um, choose what are the things that will take me closer, that I know, the efforts I can do that will take me closer to that output that I'm looking for. And then from there, on a, a weekly basis, I just go and say, what are my five things this week? And no more than five things. Like, the most important things, if I accomplish these things, I know I'm progressing towards this. That is awesome. Cool. I think you did something there, too, that is extremely brilliant, Oh, really? Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong on this, but I'm guessing that your output goals, they weren't, they weren't necessarily just a bland, like this much money 
this much of a size of a channel. It was more, I don't even know, we haven't talked about it, but was it more like, I just for a random example, like this type of thing in the community or this type of feature, was it more like that kind of thing? Yes. Yes. And And actually I I could tell you some specific. Oh yeah. You want to know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one of them is I'm calling it, I want the YouTube system to be, I'm calling it golden. I don't as that was my word for it. So for you listening to this, you might've heard of Dave Ramsey, uh, his baby steps. And when we think, Oh, it's time to get out of debt. You think of the Dave Ramsey, I think it's like seven baby steps to get out of debt. Right. And it's just really well known. Yeah. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm, I got to get out of, out of debt. Oh, the Ramsey, you know, the, those steps. I got to thinking, what if it was possible to do that, but with YouTube? What if it was possible to say, if someone says, I want to go full time on YouTube, oh, I need the YouTube system. Like, that is what I want to see happen. Yeah. And so that's like, it excites me. You can tell I'm smiling while I'm saying that. It excites me. And is that, and I'm, I'm getting clearer on what that actually looks like. I have some ideas of things that will make that right. happen. Uh, but that's kind of the bigger vision. Yeah. For one of the goals I have. That's amazing. And it's a structure. It's it's the way something will look. Mm-hmm. I think like so often with, with money, and I'm going like totally to personal opinion now, but people want to be rich and mm-hmm. like, okay. And I understand, like, you want to be stable. You don't have to worry about money. But people, if you want to be, like, a millionaire, well, what do you want your life to look like when you're a millionaire? Like, that's the important question. Mm-hmm. There's no point in money, especially in insane amounts, if, like, you you don't know what you want to do with it. And so, you know, just wanting, like, fame or the numbers or whatever, it's much more important to think about what you want your business to look like. And I think that's healthier. I think it's more motivating long-term. I think it's gives you a lot more direction for how to get there. Um, I think that's just, in my opinion, a better type of goal to set. I love that. I'm, I'm getting validated by Julia, here, <laughs> the, the expert on site here. <laughs> so thank you. No, that, mm-hmm. That's really cool. So I think what we're saying here is when you're setting goals, it makes sense to pick things that are exciting to you that represent like the the changes in your life that you want to see happen Mm -hmm. so if it is a subscriber subscriber growth thing yeah i want to gain fifty thousand subscribers this year why like what's that going to do for you Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's not just recognize it's not just about the number it's about what it does for your audience for you for your capability of providing for your family or for helping people with your content or entertaining people with your content Exactly. And I think that can still be the end the end goal that you set could be a subscriber count. That's totally fine. But yeah, a little bit more depth is smart. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Um, so with that then, uh, I, I thought, so Julio, before we were recording, you brought up a couple of interesting points here of, so let's say we're sitting down and we're deciding what goals to set here, right? We're saying, okay, they, they, you know, I have my vision. I call them vision goal, like the vision I have for the year, like what I want to see happen, what's exciting to me. Yeah. Uh, and then, so when I'm setting goals, uh, you had come up with some, I thought were pretty darn good, some if-then statements. Um, and kind of some indicators for you listening to this to uh, to kind of measure your goals as you were, as you're deciding if that's a goal that you want, Right. So I don't know if you remember them off the top of your head. I wrote them down. Do you, do you so. remember them? I think so. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Correct me. You <laughs> needed. Um, so if you're having trouble with just getting started at all, maybe you haven't filmed your first video or, or maybe you've 
done hundred videos, but you still like just have trouble getting started until last minute. I would say in that case, if it's just, you know, the input that you're struggling with, then set a amount of time. Probably there might be a couple different, slightly different ways to do it. Could be a day or something, but I'd say probably set an amount of time you want to spend working on it each day or each week. Mm. Um, but if your problem is perfectionism, which I think sometimes we actually struggle with as a team here when we're making videos (laughs) (laughs) more than like showing up, like we show up to work. But, um, if the problem is perfectionism, which is really common with creative projects and you're like, you know, I've spent three hours planning this video, but I still don't feel like it's ready. Or I've spent 10 hours editing it, but I still don't feel like it's ready. Whatever you know, adjust the times to your situation. But if you if you think you might be overthinking it or procrastinating because you're nervous that it's not good enough, then set goals on either I'm only spending this amount of time and then this step is done, or it could also be a date, like mm. must film by this date. And then you can spend as much time prepping as you want to, but you have to film by this date or the edits must be done by this date type thing. I love that. Um, Julia's bringing that up because it's, I, we've been joking about getting her like a, a Indiana Jones style of whip to Nate, get that video outlined. <laughs> I, she's talking about me when she talks about that. No, it's everybody. <laughs> uh, no, so human nature. Yeah, no. So, but I agree. I, and I think that's really well said. If you're having a hard time getting started or like putting effort in, then set a, a time amount goal. And I will add to that with this first one you mentioned. Uh, if you feel like you're having a hard time understanding the scope of the project mm-hmm. that you're looking to do, you have an idea of what you want the end thing to look like, but you don't know how much effort is going to go in. This type of approach might be good because then you can say, okay, well, at the least I'm making progress towards it. Even though I don't know how long this project will take if you have the luxury of not needing to have it done by a certain point. If, you, if you're just taking on a project and you say, I don't, I don't, I don't know the scope, um, then at least you're doing some effort. If you're having analysis paralysis, I'm speaking from experience here. If you're having like this paralysis of not understanding, like what even is this project going to take? Just allocating a time amount to make progress on that project and just taking all their expectations of, oh, it has to be a certain way by a certain point, that type of thing. I found that personally to be very helpful. Yeah, that's an excellent point about the scope of the project. That's yeah, that can throw all of this off a little bit, but I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, cool. And then the, the second thing you said about perfectionism, uh, set a date uh, to have a thing done by. So I, <laughs> we, we thought we might mention this a bit. So why don't you open the curtains a little bit on, and, and I realize for you listening to this, this may not be as applicable. I just wanted to share a bit of the behind the scenes of where that part of it came from. So we had mentioned, Julia, that we were going to talk about uh, a bit more of how we've been going about producing videos mm-hmm. and must film by dates, et cetera. Do you want to expand a bit more on what we've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. So part of the struggle we had was that all the videos take a very different amount of time to edit. Sometimes a video can take twice as long as another one. So deciding when the last date to film by is felt a little bit complicated. Um, and you know, we considered considered all kinds of things. We considered um, like gyra story points and all kinds of different methods. Um, and for a long time, 
I was trying to just estimate them based on the individual project um, and then, you know, plan it around there. But I don't think it was clear enough for the entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also kind of arbitrary. I was like, well, the sooner the better. Like, we might be able to get this edited in time if we film it by this day. We'll try, you know. And it was it was causing a lot of problems for people on the team. Um, recently, what we implemented was just for each step, um, especially the ones that are like the in-between between it getting passed off to a different team member. Mm-hmm. For each step, we did like must film by or must review by for like final edits, things like that. And then it's just a date. And it is not as specific as it could be. And sometimes, um, you know, we added a little cushion kind of for the worst case scenario. So sometimes the must film by is like, really, could we wait two more days because this is a shorter video? Probably. But we've kind of just started treating it as like, nope, we have to film by this day. Um, And I think the simpler approach, shocker, actually ended up working (laughs) a lot better. And everybody seems to be doing better with it. Wouldn't you say, Nate? Oh, I, I would agree. And I think because the, and I'm glad you shared that because the underlying idea here is goal setting and achieving is different for everybody, for each person. And so it's so funny, but it's like part of the process of learning how to set and achieve goals is very personalized. And it often involves, uh, it's a personalized to, to you listening to this. If you don't feel like you know yet, just know that maybe you don't, if you don't feel like you know how to set and achieve goals on YouTube yet, just know that part of that process will be time testing and failing at figuring out how you set and achieve goals yeah. on YouTube. And it will apply in other areas of your life, but we'll speak in the context of YouTube here with building your your um, internet business here. Uh, and that's something I've been learning in a, in a big way. And it will be different for each team also. Mm-hmm. For myself, for example, an example of this is I realized that if I tried to set goals that were based on consistency of effort, like uh, every day I will do one hours one hour of preparation on upcoming videos, and then um, this you know this I'm trying to think of examples. Wednesday's and then, filming day. Yeah, we Wednesday is filming it. day, and I you know I have to film all my videos on that day, and then you know Monday morning is my answer emails day or whatever, whatever it was. If I tried doing that, especially if it was consistent on each day, like this is the block for the morning and there's the whole block system, which works really well for some people. But for me, it wasn't working. I I realized, I learned that that didn't work for me and I'm still learning. I I consider this an ongoing project for me um, that Julia is lucky enough to be patient while she's figuring out, (laughs) uh, while I'm figuring it out, right? Uh, But it's an ongoing project for me. And, and so I've started to realize that perhaps instead of consistency of effort, meaning effort attached to a time frame, like one hour every single day, I will do this. Or every Wednesday, I will do this. Like that was not working for me. Now, instead of that, I've been experimenting instead with understanding that for me personally, it might be more consistency of vision. I'm using that word again. It's like consistency. Like I keep clearly in my mind what I want to have happen. And then as the mood strikes me, as I'm able to put in a lot of effort all at once and then no effort for a few days and then a lot of effort towards this vision. Uh, And I think it's partially because I I may be ADHD or something like that. Um, And if that is the case, then they talk about how ADHD, for example, isn't a lack of focus, it's focus management. 
they talk about that. And so when I'm focused on something, I can be hyper-focused on it and accomplish a ton all at once. But then what I found is it, it's draining energetically. And so then I need recovery. And it's funny because previous me would say, well, I got so much done. Why can't I do that again? <laughs> like, or I got so much done the first part of the day and then I'm totally unproductive the second part of the day. What the heck is wrong with me? I'm broken. Oh no, I can't do it. I can't accomplish goals. <laughs> when in fact it was, I, I'm just learning. Maybe I just have a different way of doing it. And so this, what we've set as a team of just a must film by this point, then it's like, okay, then I know consistency of vision for me is, yeah, I need to have this video done by then. But then there's, you know, six days before then. And I could say, okay, uh, six, uh, however many days before that. And I could say, okay, within that, now I have this space to follow my more natural flow of focus. Right. And a yeah. fun, fun side fact, Ricky, who does the blogging videos, he, I think, is really thriving with just one day a week. That's what we set up for him is, hey, Wednesday is your filming day. It's blocked out on the calendar. So everyone knows, like, don't schedule anything else for that time. I think it's working great for him. And the must film by days can still work around. If we do a little bit of prep, it still works. And so this system kind of works for both of your vastly different work styles. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's there's no one size fits all, but figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the invitation here is, uh, for you listening to this, it's part of the process to discover how you set and accomplish goals. If you feel like you have a sweet system already in other areas of your life, look how you can adapt it to your YouTube. Um, if you already have something that is working for you on YouTube, I would love if you would share it in the Project 24 community. If you set like, hey, this is how this, uh, do a thread called something like, this is how I set and achieve YouTube goals. Or... Uh, this this one hack this this mm -hmm. one hack allowed me to <laughs> double my YouTube subscribers. I'm just kidding. Don't do that, please. Uh, but but set threads like that because I think it's an open discussion that would be helpful for people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of I feel like it's one of those things that we don't often learn in intuitively, or it's not often taught directly or publicly or or in schools, etc. This and so I think it's something that can be. Um, really, really valuable. Yeah. So, was there anything else you had? I'm looking over my notes here. And I don't think I had anything. Else I mean, here. I could talk about this all day, but <laughs> <laughs> they probably can't listen all day. <laughs> yes. Oh, there was one other thing you mentioned uh, that I wanted to say here. Um, you had mentioned that another dynamic to keep in mind as you're setting goals for the year. Maybe we'll wrap up with this. Mm -hmm. Another dynamic is it's easy for us. For us creatives or us people who are building YouTube channels to be afraid to stop on something because it's not going to be good enough. Like you're mm. afraid that it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak to that more? Yeah, I think especially with anything public like YouTube, um, there's that added added fear of like, well, how are they going to take this? Or what are people going to think of this? And I know my hair looks stupid today and everyone will hate me. Crazy things like that. But that might be kind of what's going through your head, even subconsciously, um, or about the quality of your content. And like, of course, make good quality. But it can be endless if you're not careful because it can it can never feel like it's good enough. Um, and I think that is one thing about having deadline goals is, you know, that this has to be published by this day. So at some point you have to decide that it's good enough. Usually... It is. Yeah. And, and just one more thing too. I think something I've learned a lot, a lot of people think that like, well, planning can be a waste of time and it absolutely can. 
But I think that if you are trying to reinvent the wheel all the time and say like, okay, I'm going to try this whole new system, it's usually a waste of time because then you're spending every day trying to complete, you know, completely figure out this new system of now, now Thursdays are going to be filming day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you just every single day tweak a little bit, like I have a little section on my to-do list where I just say like, what went well today or what were my hangups? And I kind of just analyze myself on the tiny little things like, oh, I, you know, maybe it's after I get back from work and I don't want to film for my personal channel or something. It's like, oh, well, I didn't feel like setting up the set. So, okay, make that easier put it in a corner where you're not going to have to take it down every day. Just these little daily tweaks. It doesn't have to be like a completely new project management system for yourself every day. That, uh-huh. that can be a waste of time, but just like analyzing yourself every day and those little things I think is the real key to it. But what do you think? No, oh, I, I agree. And actually we were going to mention uh, for you listening to this, if there's a next uh, action step aside from sharing w- your experience with setting achieving goals in the community It'd be there's a book uh, that it's called Effortless by Greg McEwen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that book, I've, I haven't finished it yet, but it challenges the assumption that the amount of effort it takes equals the amount of value or the results received. So higher effort means it deserves more value or more results. And he challenges that a lot with understanding that maybe taking the simplest route, kind of what you were describing just barely, and not trying to overhaul the entire thing, but taking the simplest route to accomplish the goal can actually be the best route. And that is such a good summary. I don't think I realized oh, really? how concise the method of or the message of the book is until you said it like that. <laughs> well, there, there you go. So go check out that book. You can listen to it next, and we'll see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.